This is Andy Perroff for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm joined by the unified lightweight world champion. Sorry, the undisputed lightweight world champion. That's the one, Katie Taylor. Katie, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. It's good to hear. Obviously, we've just had your fight announced for November 2nd against Christina Leonardo II. I hope I've said the name right. That's right. <laughs> just talk to me about the fight and the decision to step up at this time in your career. Yeah, I think this is just a great challenge for me. This opportunity came about and I and I jumped at it with both hands. I want to be involved in the biggest fights in women's boxing and to have a chance to become a two-weight world champion is absolutely huge for me and to have a chance to headline uh, in, in such an amazing arena as well, Manchester Arena, and to, to be on the same card as the likes of Anthony Crawler and, and Joshua Boasi is absolutely huge and to be a part of Anthony's... Um, and the Crawler's farewell fight. Well, you know, what a great ambassador for boxing he's been over the years, and this is absolutely so special for me. Just uh, before we do come on, on to Anthony, just talk about Christina and what do you know about her as a fighter? Yeah, she's a great, great champion. She's definitely not going to give her up a belt too easy. Um, she comes to fight every every single time. She's very, very aggressive. She's a good, exciting fighter, a big right hand. It's going to make for a very exciting fight. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to be at, be at my very, very best, and I, I do think you'll see the best, uh, the best of me on November the second. How do you see the fight playing out between yourselves? Yeah, who knows really? Um, I, I, it is gonna be a very, very exciting fight. I come to fight, she comes to fight. It could be uh, another uh, blockbuster fight, but um, I hopefully it's not as exciting as my last fight. <laughs> but um, I, I hope to make it a, a bit easier than that. But um, I, I definitely looking forward to do a great fight. You just mentioned it there, a lot of fans would have loved to have seen that Delphine pursuing rematch. I know it's something that you'd like to have yourself. Realistically, when do you think we may see it? I think that fight's going to happen next summer, actually. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Um, that's what Eddie has, has been saying, that, that that fight is going to be scheduled for, for next summer sometime. And that fight has to happen. It, it, it's a fight that deserves a rematch. And it was a touch-and-go fight. And these are the fights I want to be involved in. So I can't wait to, if, uh, for that rematch. And I can't wait uh, to be there a lot more convincingly as well. And there's also the Amanda Serrano fight that can happen uh, quite soon as well. And these are two of the biggest fights in boxing right now. Not just a female boxing, but boxing as a whole. And these fights are absolutely huge. But... Um, in order for those fights to happen, I had to get past uh, Christine on November the 2nd. Do you feel the pressure, knowing that you're so highly thought of with regards to women's boxing, that there's a lot of expectation on yourself to maybe be that leading light for others to look up to? Um, I feel like it's, uh, I'm in a very, very privileged position, really. This is exactly what I want. I want to be um, in a position where it, I, I can change people's perceptions of the sport and I want to make the, the road a lot easier for future generations coming up as well. So um, I definitely feel like, I, like I, I am in a privileged position and um, I love the fact that, that, I, I, that there's this responsibility on me to, to raise the game and um, I take that very seriously and I, and I love the fact that I have these opportunities to headline these shows and to, to bring women's boxing further down the line. Okay, I know I'm on press time here, so quickly wanted to get your thoughts on Tyson Fury's victory over Otto Varlin on the past weekend. Did you catch the fight? Yeah, I didn't uh, catch the full fight, but um, you know, he, Tyson Fury is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I know he got the, the, such a bad cut early on in the third round, such a deep, deep cut, but uh, he adjusted, he adapted, he showed a lot of heart in that fight, and he came through a tough battle. And um, fair play to him, he's he's still um, on the road to. Um, to get in those big fights with, with the likes of uh, Anthony Joshua, De- Deontay Wilder, and um, and it's, it's absolutely huge for him. Okay, Taylor, thank you for your time. Thanks for speaking to myself on Boxing Social. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you.
This is Andy Perrault for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And for one of the last times as a fighter, I'm drawn by Anthony Crawler. Anthony, how does it feel to know that this is your final bout? Hey, I'm, I'm, what's it called? I, I've, I've not thought about that too much. It will be my last fight, but I've, um, you start thinking about that, emotions get involved, and people keep asking me, will it be emotional walking out? I'm, I'm going to do my best to blot that out to the back of my head um, until fight night. You know what, I get emotional, I get emotional in the changing rooms or back at the hotel or home. Um, do you know, you start thinking like that. Boxing's a sport where you can't fight on emotions. You walk onto shots you shouldn't be getting hit with and you've got to come away from your game plan. So I've got to stay disciplined and remember that I'm out there to do a job. So it's like, say, yep, final press conference as well for us. I do one fight week, but I'll think about that after it. Do you feel it any, in any way, though, like when you're, you're going into training every day, do you feel like, this no, is my last camp. No, no it's, I, I try not to, but it's. I know it's going to be. Um, I know it's going to be a, a tough camp. Like, say, we started, we're into it, and there's times I feel sorry for myself. But what I do try and remember is, listen. In a weird way, you'll miss this feeling. You'll miss this feeling of being shattered and aching. You know what I mean? There's only six more weeks to put up with. You just said it there, there's only six more weeks. We're still awaiting news as to who yeah. you may face. Any update for us? Tommy Coyle was the name which was floating about. Joe Gallagher's just completely denied yeah. that, saying that's not going to happen. Mate, honestly, I don't know one opponent that's genuine. I think, and if we did, Eddie would have mentioned it then because it would have made sense with tickets going on sale. Um, hopefully, in the next few days, I'll have an opponent. Obviously, Katie Taylor headlines, or at least she's yeah. billed as a headline fight. What's that like for yourself? Obviously, everybody knows that it's your last bout. Do you feel that yeah. maybe you will or you should be the last name I, out? I said before about putting us on last. I don't, listen, I'm not going to start saying, oh, I should be this, I should be that. I've got, I like Katie Taylor a lot. I think she's a fantastic fighter. She's done unbelievable stuff for women's boxing. And and that's it. It's, you know, like, whichever way it may be or, like I say, I've not got an opponent yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad to be fighting at the arena. How do you think you're going to cope on the night, Anthony? Nah, I'll be professional. I've got to be professional. You start thinking emotions too much, you come away from your game plan, as I've said. Time and time again, you can't fight on emotions in boxing. Um, you end up getting caught with shots. You shouldn't walking onto shots. You shouldn't, and I can't do that. As easy as it would be to walk away from, walk out there, get carried away with a ring walk on that. I can't do that. I know you made it clear that you wanted one more fight after the Lomachenko one. Was there ever a part of you that thought maybe after yeah. that should be yeah, the end? Yeah, I, I did a fight a few times and I have changed mind a few times, but um, it'd have to be in Manchester. A show's in Manchester and fit. So, you know, let's go out with a bang. Fighting with the logs of Katie Taylor, Josh Boatzi also on the card, Jack Great, Cullen as well. Yeah, Felix Cash, Jack Cullen's a belter. Joshua Boatzi, one of my favourite fighters. So, yeah, I'm, um, it's a great card to be on. Well, Anthony, thanks. I do know your gym, so I will come up soon to catch up thanks, with you. Man. But you before you. I do, yeah. I know you were about to say bye then, I uh, just want to get your thoughts. Did you catch the Tyson Fury Otto Valin fight on Saturday? Yes, yes I've uh, seen it. And listen, obviously, Tyson, he wasn't at his very best, but he's shown great character and great discipline to come through that fight with that cut. It's a horrendous cut, you know, some fighters would have got stopped with it. So he's done well. Wallen was much better than expected. Um, and I think that'll give Tyson, now you've got to be better against Deontay Wilder. And I believe he will be, and he'll uh, beat him in the rematch. Well, Anthony, as I said, I know where you train. I'll come up to catch yeah. up with you soon. Thanks for putting yourself a boxing social. See in a bit, mate. Thank you. Thank you.
This is Andy Pearl for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm joined by the head of Sky Sports Boxing, Adam Smith. Adam, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Very well indeed. Very excited about coming back to Manchester uh, early November. It's a, it's a wonderful fight city. There's, uh, there's been so much history here, especially in that arena. Um, oh, I mean, the likes of Mike Tyson have fought there. Obviously, Ricky Hatton's fortress and... Great fighters have come through. We've uh, we've had some wonderful nights. The Frotch Groves won first fight. Prince Nassim Hamad exhibiting his skills over the years. I mean, it's been it's been a great part of our history on Sky Sports Boxing over the last sort of 25, 30 years, Manchester. And uh, it's another cracking card. And uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that Katie Taylor is fighting back on UK uh, Irish time zone. You know, at the uh, right time of night, really for everybody, 10 o'clock at night. Don't have to stay up and watch her through the night, as amazing as she is and as uh, entertaining and terrific as she is. Uh, I hope that she'll get a, a fantastic uh, amount of people tuning in and watching what is another huge step in her, uh, her stellar career. Let's work our way through the card, starting off with that headline fight, Katie Taylor versus Leonardo Chu. I hope I said her name right. Adam? I think you've done very well, haven't you? Very well. I mean, she's a, she's a, she's a very good fighter in her own right. World champion, uh, strong, tough, big puncher, and uh, she's you know she's obviously at the higher weight. So this is another challenge for for Katie. Uh, I mean, I sat down with Brian and, and and Eddie, and there are so many options for Katie Taylor ahead. You know, she's the unified lightweight champion. Obviously, everybody wants to see the rematch with Persone. So close it was. Some people thinking it went to Persone. Some thinking Katie won it. So we want to see that at some point down the line. We all want to see the big fight with Amanda Serrano. Uh, I think that's obviously a fight that should happen in New York. But uh, look, we really wanted to bring her back here uh, on this side of the world. Um, this, this seemed to be the right the right time to do it in uh, in November. Um, it's a, it's another challenge, as in fighting for a, an, another to become a, a two weight champion uh, against a very tough opponent. So uh, it all sort of worked, and uh, I'm delighted that uh, Katie's back. She'll be training, obviously, uh, long and hard out in Connecticut as she has been over the summer. I caught up with her when we were on holiday over there, and uh, it's a long camp, and uh, she just is so dedicated. She's so passionate about trying to become the best. Uh, female fighter to ever lace them up and she's uh, she's not far off that so uh, you know everything's going great guns and obviously with the uh, ascent of uh, women's boxing with the likes of Clarissa Shields and back here I mean Terry Harper and Savannah Marshall Nicola Adams and you know Chantel Cameron and Shannon Courtney so many now uh, applying their trade it's fantastic that women's boxing is uh, is fully on the map and um, you know there's some great fights to be made out there and this is one of them. You just touched on that Delphi pursued rematch earlier in your answer. How likely do you think it is that we will see that rematch? A lot of fans, as you mentioned, kind of leaning towards Delphi, feeling that she won their first fight. When do you think we may see that fight, if at all, in a rematch? Yeah, I think the feeling at ringside was that she she probably nicked it, but it was one of those. It was uh, it was sad to see her go off in tears that night. Uh, Katie won the won the the belts, got the decision, and uh, you know it was a it was what what it was was a brilliant fight. It was a brilliant advertisement for, uh, for for female boxing. I think the the last round was one of the best rounds of boxing I've seen in a long time. In, in, in any fight so uh, you know the garden were on their feet I mean Katie Taylor just brings energy and, and thrills when she fights and just such a, a wonderful girl outside of the ring as well you know a great ambassador she's a role model she's an inspiration to, to, to kids everywhere my kids included you know uh, they look up to her and she's, uh, she's achieving uh, her, her goal her life 
long goals of becoming a, uh, you know, a legend in this sport already. And um, she's got a long way to go. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I going back to the Bassone question, I want to see the fight again. Um, I sometimes think with the AJ Ruiz fight, when you get such a, a dramatic upset, you know, well, you want to see that. There's a lot of clamour to have that straight away. And in many ways, you, know, you have to. The heavyweight division, so much money involved, so many, you know, ways of, 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 of sort of, you know, jumping around and governing bodies and you sort of almost want to get that rematch done as quickly as possible you know women's boxing we can take our time a little bit more and I think also I like quite like to get Dolphine uh, over maybe fighting on one of our shows here keep her name in, in the in the spotlight and maybe that's a big fight for maybe next summer I mean in an ideal world if, if Katie wins on November the 2nd she goes into a, a big Serrano fight in New York and then maybe you know come back here this side of the pond and, and she can fight Delphi Bassone in a huge fight and uh, you know, maybe even lead Sky Sports box office. That will be, a, I know, a dream for her. I think it will be a major statement from us. And if Joshua Boatsi is maybe fighting for a big world title on the uh, on the card as well, they can almost sort of double header. And, you know, I don't, Derek Chisora wants to be main event on October the 26th. It doesn't really matter, does it? Ultimately, who's main event here? In my eyes, it's Katie Taylor at 10 o'clock at night. But how can you forget Anthony Crawler for all the memories he's given us in Manchester? You know, maybe he should be the last attraction action on the night with all the fans there and him bowing out and maybe he deserves that as well so listen it's just a great card and Joshua Boatsy in my opinion is the best young prospect I don't even think he is a prospect anymore I think everybody knows about him I think he's the, the best young hope we've got maybe to go on and, 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 and become that major star there's obviously Daniel Dubois as well Anthony Yard did so well recently against Kovalev but for us uh, for Matchroom and Sky Joshua Boatsy is, uh, is a major project for us and I'm, I'm delighted that you know the, the 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 nice ones out of the ring, the crawlers, the Katies, the Boatsies, and they're so exciting in it. They can all come together and give us a fantastic night on November the second. On Anthony Crawler, his last dance, as everybody keeps calling it. What level of opponent do you see him facing on November second? Well, as you heard him at the uh, at the press conference, he. He wants to give, as he always has done, the fans value for money. He's so entertaining, Anthony, and I think he's, you know, taking his opportunities. You remember all the years ago when he lost that British title and he thought, how far can he go? And he has had the ups and downs and obviously the, the trouble outside the ring, the have-a-go hero with the burglary and then being robbed when he drew with, with Perez. And I mean, I, I think, you know, he's, he's, had, he's seen so much in boxing. He haven't had the chance to, to share a ring with two of the greats, one Jorge Linares and maybe the best fighter of this generation in, in Vasily Lomachenko. And I think, you know, he probably wanted to go out, obviously, with, with, a, with a home fight, you know, to say goodbye to the Manchester crowd. But he doesn't want a gimme. You know, he wants a tough fight. He wants a fight where, you know, people, as he said, are paying their hard-earned money to go along to support him, um, have value for it. But uh, I think with Crawley, we always get value. So I'd like to see him have uh, not too hard a fight. I'd like to see him uh, obviously try and get the win I think it'll be a wonderful way to go out and uh, I think he will go out I think he's a sensible sensible man Anthony I think he's made some money but I think he also wants to stay in the sport or maybe on our side of the uh, of the ropes he was really impressive working with us for the Lomachenko Campbell week he's uh, he's a pleasure to be around he's a, he's a great pundit he follows the sport no, no reason why he can't come and do a lot more of that in the future
What's it like for yourself when you see the likes of Anthony Crawler, Carl Brook coming towards the end of his career, Tony Bailey, obviously recently retired? Oh, you're going to say making me like? feel old. <laughs> yeah, making me feel old. No, I started, I just celebrated 25 years at Sky, and uh, when I started, Chris Eubank Sr. was on his world tour, so it's a long time ago. We've had some phenomenal memories all the way through, some incredible fighters. We've uh, seen Ricky Hatton go from start to finish, and a lot of Joe Calzaghe and Carl Froch's career, and Lennox Lewis's, and David Hayes, and... All of that and uh, Anthony Joshua, you know, we've taken from the very beginning. So, uh, yeah, to see the likes of um, James DeGale, George Groves, Tony Bell, you all sort of call it a day recently. Now you're looking at Amir Khan coming towards the end, Kel Brook, Anthony Crawler. It's, uh, yeah, it looks, it's, it's sad in a way because you've had great memories with, uh, with these guys, but there's... Uh, there's got to be a, a, a stopping point, and uh, obviously with boxing, you've got to try and get out at the right time with some money in the bank and obviously a structure beyond it. And I think what um, a lot of these fathers will be doing is, is, is looking at what's next for them. Uh, but I still think there's a little bit left for Cal and for Amir. Maybe they'll even fight each other. Um, but I think with Anthony, it will be, uh, it will be good night. And uh, thank you very much, Manchester, on uh, November the 2nd. And um, yeah, it will be... Uh, It'll be emotional as it is when all fighters sort of finish their careers, but it's just a pleasure and a privilege having commentated on him for so long and having commentated on all these these great men and women that, that, that lace up the gloves and are brave enough to get in the ring and uh, put their lives on the line each and every time. Uh, and we, uh, we we respect every one of them. So uh, particularly when they're so nice, like Anthony Crawler, uh, who's just been an you know, utter joy to be around. It's, um, yeah, it's particularly poignant. Moving away from this card, over the past weekend we saw Tyson Fury defeat Otto Varlin. Your thoughts on that fight, Adam? It's late nights, you know. I, I, you know, I wish I was there. You know, then it wouldn't be so late. You know, staying up for that. I, I love Tyson Fury. Entertains me. Obviously, uh, you know, I go back to the early days with Tyson and those slight struggles with John McDermott and obviously had the big win against Klitschko out in Germany which was a, a big fight for us on Sky and although we, we watch from afar at the moment we uh, we admire Tyson Fury the way he's come back from uh, from you know the, the the position he was in the way he lost the situation and um, you know he's, he's he's doing brilliantly you know I think uh, you know he had the, the the easy fight against Schwartz but the but the build-up was in the rocky gear was fantastic and you know, this time again, another spectacular ring entrance uh, for uh, for the Mexicans. Um, but a tough fight, and maybe yeah, like a like a Mexican warrior at times. I mean, the the cut was horrendous. Um, I'm sure that had a, a major major impact on the way he had to to grit it out. I didn't think he was actually sort of flowing like he normally does in the first couple of rounds. So, you know, maybe he. Uh, Maybe he's a bit light, maybe he overtrained, maybe there's something, maybe he slightly underestimated Wallen, as most of us did, you know, that he would possibly be, be an easy, easy night and he could go on and, and fight Wilder. And, you know, look, you know, fighters can get complacent like that. I don't think you say Tyson Fury was complacent. I'm sure he put absolutely everything into training camp and he needed to be in that condition to get through a hard 12 rounder like that. But uh, probably just mentally, maybe, you know, he thought it would be a, a lighter fight and it turned out to be a tough one. And, 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 Wallen was not in his class and you know Tyson won it pretty comfortably for me but you know he had to grit it out and um, yeah there's another another box ticks in many ways you know that he can he can on a bad night he can come out with a win so I know a lot of people are criticizing him but I, I thought it was uh, you know, he toughed it out um, he was lucky at times that the corner managed to patch the art the doctor let it go on and you know you you take that you take the 12 rounds you take the win and you move on and I think you know Wallen was was a, was a was a tough guy if not in the same you know class I thought he was tough and strong and he can come again and yeah how long will Tyson be out will that push back Deontay Wilder a little bit you've got Wilder and Ortiz which is a, 
a fight we'd love to have on Sky. And um, listen, it's all it all goes great, doesn't it? Joshua Ruiz in December, and let's see what 2020 brings us. But yeah, I really enjoyed it, as I always do with Tyson Fury. Finally, Adam, just wanted to get your thoughts. This past weekend, we also had the KSL versus Logan Paul press conference. What was your thoughts on some of the words that were exchanged and the way that it was handled out there? Listen, Rob was asking me questions about KSI and Logan Paul when I got off the plane from the Global Tour the other week in London. And uh, look, it's always going to be controversial, this. You know, we've, uh, yeah, it's, it's something very different. It's, uh, it's YouTubers, it's, um, it's entertainment. I mean, we did a fight, I don't know if you remember, between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Was it a fight? Was it a, a spectacle? What was it? We all enjoyed it. We took it for what it was. Conor uh, came in, he, he convinced a lot of Irish that he was going to win the fight, and uh, he was great value in the build-up I uh, you know I, I love what you know working with Conor McGregor it reminded me a bit of Naz he was a, a great character and he's a he's a great athlete but we well I thought he, he wouldn't have any chance against Floyd Mayweather and it came down to a boxing ring and and that's what happened but listen we enjoyed it a lot of people tuned in I think a lot of people will tune into this I think my kids will tune in I think a lot of uh, you know teenagers around the world will tune into uh, to because YouTube is the way forward you know my little girl has got a YouTube channel she's eight you know that's that's what they want now and I think when entertainment changes like that you've got to look at the uh, the way things change yeah I can understand the criticism from fighters saying you know who are these guys topping a bill but ultimately maybe it's an opportunity with Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney and, and, and those guys on the stack card in LA you know for a chance for a, a new audience to be brought to boxing so maybe that's the way of looking at it yeah it was it was it was cringeworthy at times the, the language used the, I mean I, I'm glad I wasn't there and Eddie was dealing with it you know let him do it he's the promoter but uh, but yeah look it's uh, it's an interesting development in uh, in the social entertaining digital world and um, if the public demand it the public get it and you know there is a, an appetite for KSI and Logan Paul there's a big appetite it might not be with the hardcore boxing fans it might not be uh, everyone's taste but um, people are going to watch it well Adam Smith I appreciate your time thanks for myself for Boxing Social no problem at all This is Andy Perroir for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Gallagher. Joe, how are you doing? Not so bad, Andy. Good to see you again, my friend. You too, Joe. You too. It's here. It's finally at Anthony Crawler's last dance. How does it feel to have it formally announced? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a bit emotional, really, knowing that this is his first fight announcement, his last one, and um, all the good nights that people have been talking about in the press are there and everything else and uh, said it to Anthony in the gym the other day I said Joe when you watch Rocky 3 and you see Rocky convince Mickey to do one more against Mr T and we do the public workouts and we have all the train and the circus around it I said should we do one of them at the Trafford stand and he goes oh no Joe we can't do you know what I mean but uh, yeah it's got to be a uh, an emotional night like they've said and um, but first and foremost it's a fight and we're involved in a fight and uh, it's a fight that we want to win and uh, as you heard Anthony say there's hard working there's people out there with the hard earned money going to pay good money to come on and watch this show and uh, yeah very much like Derek Chisora said the other day Anthony Crawler's the, the name that everyone's come to watch on this show I mean, what is your thoughts on that with regards to Anthony not being billed as the headline event? Do you see him still going out last and being the, the last one out? Yeah, I think uh, Eddie alluded it to in the press so that uh, um, Anthony will be the last one on because if they put Anthony on beforehand, I think everyone will leave and go on the lash and Katie will be, and, uh, will be boxing in front of an empty hall. So um, I do think that's why uh, Anthony 
will be on last. I don't. I think it's a bit unfair to say um, that he's not the headline act. I'd most probably say, like Derek said, he, he's co-headline act uh, because that's what everyone's tuning to see and that's what everyone's coming out to see. And uh, yeah, that's it. I think he's more a co-feature. We've briefly touched on it in the past, both on, in interviews and off interviews, but what are you looking at with regards to an opponent? Have you had any movement on it? Opponent-wise, no. I think Anthony's had a few sent over to him that we're not interested in at all. And uh, we'll sit down this week and, and we'll look at them and uh, we'll make uh, the right decision which suits us best um, for Anthony for this fight. Um, I know there's huge demands out there for different fights, the Linares three I've heard and all different fights like that. But um, no, it, it, it won't be Linares today, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Having him twice was bad enough. I don't think there's no need for a third dose of him, is there? So, uh, yeah, no, like I say, we'll, we'll work on an opponent and see which will be right. Like I say, uh, it'll be last on, but as you say, it's not the headline act. Um, so, um, Katie is, and she's in a, a world title fight. So, uh, yeah, that's it. There were some rumours floating around on social media yesterday, Tommy Coyle's name no, popping no, up. No, 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 they need to get that addressed straight away. It won't be Tommy Coyle, never will be Tommy Coyle. I feel if Tommy Coyle wanted his last payday, I think he, he, he's missed it really. He should have gotten the Lewis Ritson bill up in uh, Newcastle uh, in October, I think. That's a great opportunity for him, just down the road from where he's from and Hull. But it won't be Anthony Crawler and me and Anthony are dead solid on that. There's no chance it'll be Tommy Coyle. Just to quickly move through this card, we have briefly touched on Katie Taylor, who stood next to you. What are your thoughts on her fight with Leonardo too? I know you'd have seen Katie fight Delphine Pursue now in America when on the Anthony Joshua Ruiz undercard, obviously with Callum Smith being on there also. Yeah, no, it was a great fight, wasn't it? Um, I watched it back and I know I'm with an earshot of her at the moment. Don't fancy a right hand or a left overcoat from her. But listen, it was a very close fight, a tough fight to, to score. I'm most of the side and most of we go... I may have gone the draw and most we give it Parsons by one, but like you say, there's more people out there. I know Carl Frampton was quite vocal saying that he didn't win, but I think it also gives fighters like Katie, who are on their way up, who are winning fights, winning titles, just that little jolt to if there was a complacency setting in um, for her to up a game even more. And I think that's why we'll see an even better Katie Taylor on November the 2nd. So going to see Joshua Boatzi step up as well, facing Blake Caparello. Your thoughts on that one, Joe? Yeah, Joshua Boatzi. I like his nickname. His moniker, Just Business, JB. Um, listen, solid kid. Heads on his shoulders. Um, good fight against Blake Caparello. Good opponent. And um, like I say, he's vacated the British. Shame, because I'd like to have seen him and Ante Yade um, have that fight. But he's moved up. Surprised it's a, a world title. Is that an eliminator or a final eliminator? Eliminator. So... Um, yeah, it's opening the doors that if Bivol decides to move down, he'll be in a position to challenge for a vacant belt. And uh, Eddie's doing what Eddie always does, takes fighters around the country, getting the fans used to him and building up his profile. So he's, he's a good kid, he's, he's doing well and he's beating what's being put before him. Obviously you manage and train uh, Callum Johnson. Any thoughts of regards to if a bout could be made between Callum and Joshua Boatzi? 100% no problem, I've said it all along, even when he was British champion, or Callum was, and we were asked to vacate it so Josh could fight it, so we'd have a big fight in New York, and uh, we're against Sean Mannion, um, so Callum had that, but we've got no problem with that. Uh, Callum Johnson was offered the uh, Bivol World title fight um, just recently, but he had to turn it down due to him just having a minor shoulder injury, but when he's back, uh, we have no hesitation, we're taking that fight, no problem whatsoever.
What are the plans with Callum? I know he's got that ambition to have another crack at a world title after his disappointing defeat to Arto Baturbiev. What have you spoken to him about? Yeah, he wants to get back in and he wants another world title shot. There was talk of him fighting Joe Smith Jr. Um, we'll see when we come back where he is. But like you say, the winner of the unification fight, I know he's desperate to have another rematch with BTBF. That shows how much he feels in there and he's come away from it all the time going, Joe, he wasn't that strong. I had him, I was hurting him with body shots and... Uh, but he's also got his respect now, but I think we'd love that rematch and I think we could pull off that, that huge win. Callum Smith, Joe, what is the latest with Callum, the world number one super midweight? Yeah, Callum is, um, listen, he was given uh, options on the table a couple of weeks ago, told to go away and um, decide what he wants to do. And I think there'll be an announcement shortly about it. And uh, I spoke to him this morning, he's in a good place, he's doing his SNC work and uh, there'll be an announcement very shortly on who he's fighting and where he's fighting. I interviewed Eddie before a press conference and he mentioned that he's going to be working with him in the next fight. Will it be Eddie? Will it be Matt True? Well, if that's what said he's saying, then that's what it's going to be. So uh, I've not got to downplay it. Um, I think the uh, um, appeal of fighting at Anfield that's been put on the table before him is used to turn down. It hasn't happened before. And for Callum to be the first to be there at Anfield, it'll be huge for him. And I'm sure his brothers will want to be on it. I think Price will want to be on it. Tasha will want to be on it. Butler will want to be on it. And I think it should be a great night of um, Liverpool getting the right opponent for that event now. That'll be the, the, the next step. With that in mind, obviously when I did come up to the gym to interview yourselves and the rest of the camp, you said that the original offer wasn't good enough from Eddie. Did he come back with a renewed offer for you guys? Well, listen, that'll, that'll be uh, for an interview down the line to uh, talk about that. That's all good, Joe. I'm sure I'll come up as soon as that is announced. Moving on from this, onto the past weekend, Tyson Fury, Otto Varlin. Did you catch a fight, Joe? Yeah, I did. I watched it the next morning. Um, yeah, listen, it was a fair play to Tyson Fury. People don't understand when they see cuts. Now, usually referees let fights go when the cut's under the eye. Usually when it's over the eye and it's impairing the vision. I feel if that was in a British ring, it would have been stopped. I feel in Vegas, if Otto Wallen had that injury, it would have been stopped. Well, that's what you get sometimes when you're the A-side. You get them little touches and them little rubs of the green. And um, Tyson Fury did very well in the fact that he had to deal with that. Obviously, he wants to do a better performance. He wants to take more chances. But he knows one clean shot, worse than it more, was always in the back of his hand. I think the cut man did a fantastic job. And I think, like you say, Ben Davidson in them situations, he did what he had to do as well to change from an A, plan A, plan B and have that panic set in and people ticking in. You've got to remember, Tyson Fury finished very well down the straight, had a good body shots, had while in trouble a couple of times. And, uh, no, there's a lot of criticism and sometimes you can't get up for the fights like a wilder like you should do. And maybe they may took the eye off the ball, I'm not saying they did, but them little things. But it's a fight and at the end of the day, you go into the ring to come out with a W any which way you can and Tyson did that. Moving away from Fury Valley, on to yourself, Joe. This Sunday, you got your own card again. Just talking about the card as we prepare for that bout, the, the bouts. Yeah, no, I'm exciting. It's a, it's a step up from my first show, um, which was on Father's Day with Stephen Smith headlining. This time now, we have Paul Butler um, on the verge of a, another world title shot now. Once that uh, World Boxing Super Series finishes, it's a chance to get him out, stay, keep him active, keep him. Um, uh, keep his ranking 
Um, also then we've got Marcus Morrison coming off a fantastic win in Italy, closing the upset, the Italian job, smash and grab. So it's a chance for him to get out there, keep motivated, um, keep the momentum going. Sam Hyde, we're closing in, try to get that react poor fight. Um, as you could see on social media, me and Dylan had a little bit of back and forth. We're trying to make that fight. I know the board have made Massey and react poor from my understanding. I think Massey has an injury at the moment, so we're trying to push to, to get that. Um, so Sam's staying relevant. And then on the undercard, then we've got four good kids. Um, Wickham King, or King Wickham the first, making his professional debut. An exciting amateur talent. Um, Nathan Farrell having his second fight, who did really well in his pro debut in Liverpool. George Brennan having an out and out. And Connor Lynch hoping to make it 5 and 0. So uh, a good afternoon's worth of boxing. Boxing starts at half two, and hopefully it'll be all over by five o'clock. So lads and dads and mums, if they fancy a bit of boxing, want to come along, they can do. And it's, uh, it's in Withenshaw just beside Manchester Airport and uh, I'm really glad being from Withenshaw myself, hence M22 Promotions, the postcode that bring in professional boxing that people don't get regularly to see, like to see, they see Marcus and Sky, Paul and Sky or Box Nation or BT, so it's, it's great that they can come out and see these world-class operators boxing on their own doorstep and, uh, and take over fights. How have you found life as a promoter, Joe? Um, tough, I haven't got the gift of the gab of Eddie Hearn, I don't have the money of what Sky Sports back in half, but at the end of the day it's keeping these kids relevant, we can't wait for the big boys to roll into town all the time and they have to, but I'm enjoying it, uh, I like it and it's a, a case of a bit like the academy I've set up there, giving back, giving kids an opportunity and I'm giving these kids an opportunity that in three or four years they could be headlining uh, in arenas themselves. Well, Joe Gallagher, I appreciate your time as always, no and I will see you on Sunday. Thanks for speaking to myself and Boxing Search. Cheers, no problem, thanks. Jamal Nyers here with Katie Taylor. Just had the press conference in your bid to become a two-weight world champion and Eddie and Brian kind of made a beef but maybe wasn't even there between you two. I know, yeah, I just stayed out of that. As you can see, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I'm just here to fight um, and I'm, I'm just here to focus on, on, on the actual fight on November the 2nd. But I'm sure it was very entertaining for you guys uh, seeing, seeing that uh, was, back and forth beef. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what, what that was about. And a massive night ahead for yeah. you. If you win, it'll be an absolutely unbelievable year. Just mm -hmm. talk to me about how this year's been for you so far and the opponent you've got at hand as well. Yeah, the, the year so far has obviously been fantastic. Mm. It's, I think it's every fighter's dream to come to Undisputed Champion and uh, and thankfully I, I did an, an, an absolute war um, against yeah. Pursuing and during the first was a, it was a toe to toe battle. And, One of the fights of the year. Yeah, and I'm so glad I got through that victorious and um, it's definitely a fight that, that deserves a rematch as well. I very much support that rematch. But my, fo my focus obviously is on uh, November the 2nd to have a chance to headline in Manchester Arena. It's absolutely huge for me and to, to be on the same card as like Anthony Crawler and his farewell fight. Mm. And what a great ambassador for boxing he's been over the years. It's, it's so special to be on the same card as him again. And um, you know, Christina uh, Leonardo, I think, I think that's a, yeah. the right pronunciation. Yeah. I was um, going to struggle with that yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, she's a great, great champion. She's not going to give her, her belt easy. And uh, she comes to fight. She's very aggressive. And so it's going to make for a very, very exciting fight. And reflecting on that famous night at Madison Square Garden, do you think that 
you've gained a lot in that experience in the fact that it was a total to war. Yeah, definitely, definitely came out of that that battle and I learned a lot. And um, you know, that that was only my 14th fight as a professional fighter, and uh, you definitely do learn. I, I definitely am learning on the job. Um, so I, I definitely am. am uh, I, I'm a better fighter to come through that, and it was an absolute war, probably too much of a war for my liking. But I did come through from victorious in in, in a total show battle, and um, it sets up uh, for a huge rematch. It's probably one of the biggest fights in boxing right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you yourself have just mentioned that Eddie mentioned the Pasoon fight and Serrano as well. Yeah. What have you made of Serrano's recent performance? Yeah, that was quite good actually. Um, a great fight for for women's boxing and um, myself and Amanda Serrano. That fight's been talking about for for years now. And I think that fight is probably the biggest fight in boxing right now. It's a fight that everyone's excited about, so that fight has to happen next. But you know, for me, my focus obviously is on November second. I'm not looking past Christina because she's a fantastic champion. But um, once I once I overcome that, there's, there's a lot of great fights out there for me. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Yeah. Man. Thanks Cheers. a lot. This is Andy Perol for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be joined by Joshua Bawatsi. Joshua, how are you doing? I'm cool, man. I'm not too bad yourself. I'm all good, thank you. Obviously, always good to catch up with yourself. I saw you on Saturday, never managed to catch you at your call. Just start off there, a couple of light heavyweight fights, just to touch yeah. on. Shaq Pitters defeating Dex Bellman for that English light heavyweight title. Your thoughts on that fight? Very good fight, entertaining fight, man. All, every round was entertaining. But um, the better man won, and um, congrats to Shaq, man. And then the other guy as well, congrats to him. Um, you know, I congratulate him after the fight as well. But it was a really, really entertaining fight. Credit to both men because they put it all on the line, man, and we were all entertained. Shaq Peters is someone you've shared around with in sparring. How is he host? How is he compare? How would, I'm getting all my words fumbled up today. How has he done in the ring with yourself today uh, in camp? Good sparring partner. I, I love having him about because he pushes me as well. Um, poses different threats and different puzzles and it's good to solve that during sparring. Um, the heavy, heavy competitive rounds each round, so um, good sparring, man. That height and reach advantage that he holds over most light heavyweights, if not all, how do you try and negotiate and navigate around that when you are sparring? Um, just find your distance and work at it. But, you know, his distance, it covers a whole range, but um, he's actually quite good inside as well. Um, in sparring, like, he's, he's good inside. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a spar that I enjoy having because when he's coming, I'm like, cool, I've got a good eight to ten hard rounds lined up for today. Let's get this work. So um, respect to him, man. And the other lot here right fighting that card, Zach Chelly versus Cody Davis. Yeah. Cody Davis victorious. Your thoughts yeah. on that one as well? Um, do you know what's mad? I think um, Chelly started really well. And I thought, OK, he, he's actually on the back foot. He's handling it well. He's doing well. And then um, I'm not too sure what happened, but Cody took over maybe experience or just IQ. I'm not too sure what, but um, yeah, Chelly fell off, but he's young, man. You come again, good, good, good strong fire. Um, you'll come again, but congrats to Cody, man. Um, he did exactly where, what he had to do um, from about, let's say around four or five onwards. So congrats to him. Moving on to yourself. <laughs> Blake Caparello, November. Talk to me about the decision to face Blake. Um, again, we're just looking for a step up. Do you know what I mean? Um, someone that, Durable, um, 
only lost to previous or current world champions. Um, only lost three times, so let's not go on like it's a long list. But good, good competitive fighter. Um, I'll be getting, a, get, getting ready, getting in shape as much as possible um, to make sure that I'm victorious come November the 2nd. Eddie's mentioned that he wants to try and find the right balance between the level he was boxing at and world level. And he's, I can imagine it's quite difficult at light heavyweight to find that, that right medium. Yeah. How have you found it with regards to the opponents that he was putting to you? Um, I felt were all right. Some of them, some, I went through a spell where there was a lot of first-round stoppages, but on record, they were durable opponents. So we, we, we thought, well, how's that happened? Um, and then Tom Ford... Again, credit to him, came, gave me seven good hard rounds, um, much needed. So it was good to handle business in that form. And then Blake is next, so um, we get ready for that. How important were those rounds against Tom against um, Ryan Ford? Sorry, I say Tom Ford and Ryan Ford. How important was it because everybody continues to say with yourself, I'd love to see you just get that bit more experience in the ring. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, th I think even Eddie was like, look, it's good that you're getting these first round stoppages, but... You know, when you fight for world titles, you need that ring time, that ring experience. So I'm so grateful to get those rounds from Ford. And um, but you see, with me, man, if a win comes in round one, ten, two, twelve, I take it regardless, man. So, um, but you know, my last outing, I got seven good rounds in the bank, and um, November the second, we don't know how many I'm gonna get, but I'll, I'll be there each round. Now, I'm Blake Caparello. What do you know about him with regards to his fighting style and how do you expect the fight to play out between yourselves? Um, he's a southpaw and um, I think he's a come forward southpaw. Um, again, you know, I'll only watch someone in round one, a middle round and the last round, see what they're like when they're fresh, when they're getting a bit tired and when they're very tired. So um, that's not much to... He's a southpaw, that's what I do know. Southwell, good experience. So we work with that, we work off that, and um, I present my style in front of him, and we make it happen. I interviewed Eddie before press conference started, and he said he feels you're within a year of fighting for a world title. I know this is an eliminator for the WBA yeah. belt. Is that how you feel yourself? Do you feel you're within a year of being able to at least challenge for a version of a world title? I take a fight at a time, man. I think um, it's a good step up. See how I handle it. See how I deal with it. We, we assess how I, how well I dealt with it out of 10. If it's a high figure on, on the end of the 10, then we know where we're at. If it's a low figure, then, we know, we, then we, know, we know where we're at and we make a few adjustments and we keep learning and improving. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I take things really, really, literally a step at a time. I fight at a time um, and I don't look past anyone, do you know what I mean? So um, November the 2nd is the target. Finally, before I do let you shoot off, I want to get your thoughts on Tyson Fury versus Otto Valin this past weekend. Did you catch a fight, Josh? Unfortunately, I didn't. The, the highlights I caught was on Instagram, um, the one-minute one. But again, just credit to Tyson because he had like two bad cuts on the eye. Um, in the third round, I think he got in, but managed to finish nine rounds after that. So um, credit to him, man. How you do that with such a cut and blood in your eyes and everything. The IQ came in again, so um, respect to him, man. Well, Josh, I'll leave a final word with yourself. Anything you'd like to say to everybody who's going to watch? Hey, just tune in November the 2nd as I step up, see how I deal with it, man. Josh Rabatti, thanks for speaking to myself on Boxing Social. Respect, thank you, man. Cheers, Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Thanks.